0: shady Pines radio what's up you guys welcome back it's another Friday night welcome to episode number 14 14 can't even believe it a Friday in the fort Fort Hamilton um, that means we've been doing this 14 weeks in a row since the COVID started it is a brand new endeavor for us over here and we are just you know sharpening that steel getting it getting it all together for you uh, having a ton of fun doing it and I cannot thank uh, Brian and Callie, the good folks at shady Pines Media putting the radio station together and giving all us new uh, radio DJs uh, opportunity to spread the love, bring the circle big, and shine that spotlight, as it were, on uh, these amazing uh, artists, musicians, and, and other artists. Um, all kinds of artists. Uh, we got poets coming up on the fort. We've got all... Well, most of the artists we feature here are actually just multi-talented, incredible people. They do all kinds of things. And uh, tonight's... Guest is no different. Uh, Tonight you're going to meet Dallas-Fort Worth area, Texas, in the house. Uh, You're going to meet an artist named uh, Shadow, Double D, in that Shadow with a Double D. And I and I call him a rapper isn't even uh, to scratch the surface. This guy is uh, an incredible instrumentalist, saxophonist, producer, uh, singer, songwriter, uh, ambassador for the DFW scene in general, man. Uh, So um, look forward to meeting him. Uh, In the meantime. I want to take this opportunity to say thanks to everybody who has donated on the uh, the PayPal and the Venmo uh, platforms. That is gmail.com on uh, your PayPal, gmail on your Venmo. That's how you find me, and that's how you drop a virtual tip or a real tip in that virtual tip jar, and we love y'all. Thank you so much. Um, now, um, if you're wondering who I am, my name is Stephen Hamilton. I host this little shindig every Friday night, and, uh, my band is called Fort Hamilton. Uh, you can find us at forthamiltonband.com. Hashtag Johnny Watson. What's up, dude? And, um, that's where you check out the new video for Burning Daylight. That's where you check out all the other videos for the, uh, Backyard Bunker EP that we released at the beginning of this crazy COVID shit a few months ago. And, um, Go to our YouTube channel, search for Fort Hamilton. Click all the clicks, link all the links, and like all the likes. We love you guys. Um, let me ask you this, guys. Do you have your Shady Pines t-shirt? Do you have your Fort Hamilton stickers? Uh, go over to shadypinesmedia.com, uh, and just search around there. They've got an amazing bunch of stuff. They are moments away from getting their, uh, Reaching their their hourly mark that they've been trying to hit forever on YouTube, so go over there, and just watch a couple of videos, watch them a couple amazing videos, and help push that whole thing over the line for them. If you could, that would be cool. Um, and that's where you also get that cool uh, raspberry uh, or 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 blueberry or or black or white or tie-dyed, whatever your favorite color of T-shirt is. They got you at the Shady Pines. Those Shady Pines kids, they got you. Uh, they got all of us and. Um, and that said, we're going to waste no more time in introducing uh, you guys at home to Shadow. Here we go. Hello, hello. Is this the one and only Shadow? This is he. This is he. This is, uh, Stefan, right? Stefan? Steven, you got me, man. That's welcome, welcome, dude.
1: Stephen, my bad, bro.
0: No, my it's bad. all good. Dude, listen, my pleasure. Thank you so much for, uh, for calling. We had a little swap there with the phone. It's all good, man. Um... Thanks so much for reaching out uh and uh making this happen dude um I'm so thrilled to help you promote your your event you got coming on man but I got to say I've been on your uh just checking you out at, like I like to do with all my guests kind of spend a minute looking at your socials and looking at the stuff you send me so why uh, so that I'm not a jerk <laughs> about that stuff and I got to say man really Incredible artist you are. I'm just I'm blown away. You're like such a triple threat with the with the saxophone and the hip hop and the the production and the, the podcast and the YouTube. You have got your online game. Your presence is like incredible, man. I mean, uh, I feel like I know you already just watching one of the uh, and our guests listening to one of the shadow casts, You talk about the free jazz thing and you're like, I feel like within five minutes. I got, I got to know who you are. I know where you're from. I know where you're about, what you like, and how stylistically you're different from everybody and all the stuff that kind of goes into it. And I just, I got to say, man, do you have management or is that all you just kind of making that work?
1: It's all me. Just over time, just, just uh, blood, sweat, and tears, man. Learning, uh, trial and error, uh, a lot of failure, and a lot of just, you know, continuing to keep going and not giving up and just try new do things and see what sticks and what and what works and what doesn't work, you know?
0: Yes, sir. So you've been at, the, you've been at this a minute. For the kids at home, uh, please, uh, thank you. Why don't you introduce yourself?
1: I am the one they call Shadow, leader of the Shadow Riders Army. I am a saxophonist slash music entrepreneur hailing from Arlington, Texas. Um, I've been around the games for, man, over 15 years. Um, All right. Um, I took, uh, I took the the music career as just being a music artist really seriously around, um, I really started pushing around 2013, but before that, I was a saxophone player, um, professionally, I was in the army band, playing with other, other groups and other places, so I've been around for a minute, but just, um. um, just now, I'm um, figuring out what my own voice is it and takes... how to present that to
0: the world, you know? It takes some time, man. I, I have a similar struggle myself, man. Not it's struggle. It's, it's like, you know, the journey is the most beautiful part of it, like realizing who you are and stepping into those shoes, man, and wearing that hat. It's like that or that crown, I guess, even in your case, man. Um, so there's a lot of stuff I want to get to, man. Um, are you are you born and raised in Arlington, Texas?
1: Actually, born and raised in Dallas. Uh-oh. Which is just up the street from all the, you For know sure it's, it's all part of the same Metroplex uh,
0: area The Dallas DFW Yeah yeah So talk about um, So are you a Cowboys fan Is that first of all Is that what it is Yeah I love the Cowboys You have to be man em. Right on dude Right on Oh that's cool man So talk yeah. about uh, Talk okay. about the The Dallas-Fort Worth uh, The DFW scene In terms of like uh, What kind of When you when, Before this COVID thing happened man When uh, What kind of What kind of What kind of scene is there Going on down there musically
1: Oh, man, so you got you got two spots that musicians go. Like, if you're a musician, and let's say you got a band, and you want to, like, play live shows and do gigs, mm-hmm. there's there's two areas in Dallas-Fort Worth that you want to go. You want to go to Deep Ellum, which is part of downtown Dallas. Okay. And you got some, some of the really popular clubs over there, like the Bomb Factory and trees which is like a really trees is like um like a legendary spot for like indie indie rock stuff like that trees ball factory is pretty much everything then you got uh you got the the curtain club you got the uh the profit bar
2: oh wow
1: another legendary place where it's like a really small venue but has some pretty big names come through there like uh Erica Baidu was up in the profit bar at one point. Okay. I mean, this is a really small venue, but uh, so you got the, the Palladium. So you got a lot of spots right there in the deep Elm area. Is that like all on one strip You're, or, uh, or... In the Yeah. Then also if you go over to Fort Worth, which which is like but maybe about twenty miles uh west of Dallas, that's the other mm-hmm. mega center of the Metroplex. <laughs> you got uh Sundance Square. And it's a bunch of okay. bunch of spots there too that you can you can gig if you're into jazz like me. They got um the Scat Lounge, which is a jazz spot. Um, you got the Art which is um on a, a college campus. That's like a really popular place. But yeah, you got a lot of spots in Dallas and in Fort Worth.
2: Sounds like and it.
1: before before COVID before COVID nineteen hit, man. You know, it was it was bustling. You know, people were gigging all the time, open mics everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? The venues, venues were, were booked, with, you know, local bands and national bands coming through. Sure. Uh, national artists coming through. But then,
0: boom. Yeah. Oh, they just got shut down. Right, right, right. Totally shut down. And that sounds like a lot of clubs. And, you, know, you got I a mean, lot of... I'm sure there's a lot of people yeah, out, of, yeah. out of shutting businesses down, and I'm sure it's just a, it's the same it's the same everywhere, man. It's a sad, sad state. Yeah, it's
1: crazy, bro.
0: It's crazy. So before this happened, though, uh, were were you playing out like uh, every week, every month, or how often were you gigging out in the area?
1: I wasn't me personally. Uh, 2020, I was. I kind of went inbound. I kind of went inward, mm. and was like heavy in the studio. Like, at the beginning of 2020, I released a single called The Way I See It. Right. Um, and I went to uh, <clears throat> a really well-known recording studio in Dallas called Alpha Omega Studios. Shout uh, out Ty Macklin, uh, right. He did the record. And uh, I was really focused on going national. And so I just kind of, I brought everything in. I stopped gigging. And mm-hmm. I was heavy in the studio. I was heavy into, uh, putting together, uh, a lot of, uh, video content, web content, photo shoots, stuff like that.
2: Yeah.
1: And figured out how to push that, uh, nationally and internationally. And so I was a hermit. I haven't really been gigging at all. Right on. Uh, locally. Okay. And, and, you know, um, but before that, yeah, I was, like I would say locally, I would do like maybe three or four gigs a year because of uh, the Dallas Five, like the community here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Once they get to know you, they like they. It's it's uh, you know uh you can't you can't give them too much, you know what I'm saying? You can't give them too much. You got I to, know like, exactly. Every what you're once talking. in a
0: while, yeah, man. And you got to promote for that gig. you, you, it's you the you, same way? Yeah. It's- well, it depends on the size of the venue. It depends on how how popular you are, how many people you're drawing and all that stuff. But I think just in terms of like the amount of shit that's in people's faces in terms of advertising on Instagram and Facebook and all that shit, like people are saturated with that stuff, man. Like if you really want to promote for something, you need to do like once a uh, spring, a summer, a fall, and a winter gig and just promote the hell out of it. And uh, that's how you get some real traffic at the thing. And so um, speaking of that, I want to get to your event in a minute here, but just on the road before we get there, gonna make the kids at home wait a little bit for that. I want to get a little bit of your history, man. Like, did you uh, did you start uh, on saxophone, or did you start on piano, or did you start singing early, or how, how young a man were you when you began the the musical thing, man?
1: Man, I started on a clarinet actually. Like, oh yeah, that was the first like woo instrument that I picked up. Um. Because my parents couldn't afford a saxophone off the top. Right. And that, that was like in junior high. And then I really wanted the saxophone. And so uh, what happened, we ended up going to a pawn shop and getting like this old beat-up saxophone. And that was my first saxophone. Right um, on, man. And then I started really working on that. And then later on, um, somewhere in there, I took piano lessons like when I was young just for a hot minute, just enough to like sure, get some sure get some basic stuff down.
2: huh.
1: And then um
0: Was that your idea or was your parents' um, idea after that,
1: that was my mom actually. Same with me,
0: that was man. My mom. Later Same on with me, she dude. told me Yeah,
1: my mom she was she told me she was um uh, she played the piano by ear when she was a girl, a little girl. Uh-huh. And um so she, it was her idea for me to pick up piano lessons. Cool. My dad, he was like, nah, he needs to play sports and stuff. Right, you right, know? of course. Yeah, of course. And A lot of people don't know this, but when I was a kid, I had real bad asthma, right? Oh, okay. I had asthma real bad, so my mom was like, no, you know, he can't be going to sports and da-da-da-da-da. Right. You know, let's yeah. it put him in bed. But me, I was... Like, you know, I'm a little boy. So, of course, I was like, well, I want to try to play sports anyway. I know I got asthma. Right. But uh, uh, my mom won the argument. And I ended up, like, <laughs> picking up piano and, and, and doing stuff like that. But my dad, he still tells me to say, like, man, I want to get you some sports. You know, sports, sports. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, but I ended up doing stuff like that later on anyway. So it was cool. Oh,
0: right on, man. Well, I'm glad you got into music early, man. It show it really shows uh, your appreciate. It sounds like you know just listening to your to the diatribe about uh, you know what you think free jazz ought to be and all of that is so interesting and so compelling. And you clearly have a real appreciation for a lot of lot more than jazz, a lot more than hip hop. So uh, let me just ask this question because this is something I was really curious about while I was listening to a couple of your pieces, man. Talk about uh, Jazz influences of yours versus hip hop influences of yours. Talk about the people that kind of shaped where you went stylistically.
1: Okay, so I go with the jazz influences first. Okay, Um, I listen to a lot of uh, John Coltrane and Mm -hmm. uh, Michael Brecker and the Brecker Brothers. All right, right, Um, and a lot of a lot of uh, like straight ahead jazz as well but what really piqued my interest was how that that jazz of the 1970s and 1980s they were really trying to figure something new out they were it was really cutting it it was really they were they were messing with um sequencers and uh, oh, we yeah. got Herbie Hancock with with the rocket album. Oh, forget it. Dude. And Miles so Davis good. with the with the with the cool jazz. And you know, what I'm saying, um, you know, George Benson. Everybody was like,
0: really that, interesting. That, that
1: yeah. jazz was. It was it was something that was um uh, it was cool. It wasn't it wasn't like a hipster thing. It was it was accepted by many They and and. And not only that, like how lush and how thick, like the the music ideas were, and like how oh. they made you feel. Like I remember my my pops, man. He played. I'll never forget it because, <laughs> um, you know, when I was a kid, you know, my parents got divorced, and during that time when there was a lot of, you no know, trouble in the home, mm-hmm. I remember the only thing that like made Everybody Chill Out was uh, a jazz record. And one of the main records that they always used to play, my, my pops and my mom used to play, was a record by Roddy Laws called Pressure Sensitive. Wow. If you go look up Roddy Laws, it's the it's the album.
2: I'm about to. I
1: still remember what the album cover looks like. It's the album cover with a with an egg on it that's cracked. Okay. And, and that record... That record is actually sampled by so many different hip hop artists. Oh yeah, like um even R and B artists like uh, Usher. Yeah, there's a there's a record on there. It's a album. It's a record called "The uh, Title Wave," I think. And yeah. Usher uses that that album. And he uses a sample of that. And so when I listen to that that Ronnie Loss album, there, and like just from start to finish that, that pressure sensitive album, oh uh, man, so many good joints on there. Always there.
2: Awesome.
1: And it, it was um the 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 the, the soulfulness of the, the music um um and, and it's like and then like I felt it you know it kind of hits you in your heart space when the when the right record hits.
0: Sure.
1: And then I felt it I know how I remember how it made me feel as a little boy. It still makes me feel that way. God. But I also observed my parents yeah. how it put them in a state of, you know, euphoria, calmness. Huh. Everybody was happy. Isn't that a true? So that really they really Yeah. And so that really they really stuck with me. They stayed with me. And then then when you go over to the hip hop, Influences, you got your Jay Z's. Like, uh-huh. I like, I like some of his, uh, um, his later works, like the Black Album, sure. um, the Blue, the Blueprint, when he was getting better, when he was getting really good with his lyrical, uh, um, passages, how he laced them together. Like, I love how he did, uh, um, the one with Pharrell called Allure, uh, such a great album. So, like, his flows, also similar, you can hear the soulfulness in his in his delivery what he's what he's rapping.
0: One hundred percent.
1: So I look yeah, so I look for hip hop artists who have that same presence. So you got I mean, you have um man it's hard to, to call out was in today's era, but I like how I like how Drake Drake used to have some really good passages. Sure. Uh, J. Cole, got some good stuff sure. that I still listen to. Um, man, um, believe it or not, I, I listen to a lot of the, the curse, like Tyler, the creator. I like some of his stuff. Oh yeah. All um,
0: right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta um, bring it all. You gotta bring that circle wide, dude. Uh, I mean, even just... In the in the genre of hip hop, I mean, there are especially now. It's like, are you kidding? It's like every kind of music ever in hip hop. I mean, and and that 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 that, yeah. already, that already happened in jazz too. So where you're at is like a big circle, man. So you're bringing that, Ellen. I believe that you listen to all of this, man. Yeah, it's
1: just it's so, just part of me, you know. I have to pull from it all. For sure. You have so, to really pull from it all.
0: So speaking of pulling from it all, man, like I know you're talking about, like Dad knew enough to throw that old record on, man, that Ronnie Law record, and just kind of chill the whole thing out. Uh And part of that, th- part of that vibe, part of that deep. Soulfulness that you're talking about all the way up to Jay Z. Like, you're talking about production too, man. The production value stuff. You didn't, you didn't, we didn't necessarily have words for it when we were little here and stuff like that, but you're talking about the way they made it sound so that it really pulled on your heartstrings and the way, you know, the way the whole thing was mixed and engineered and all that. And so you shout out, uh, this guy named Clay, your producer in the, uh, do you want to talk about that? Are you mostly self or You've been working with this other guy. What's the story with that?
1: Well, me and Clay, uh, his name is uh yeah let's give him a shout out big shout out to uh, Clayton E Powell Jr. All right um, that's like my my number one producer and friend that I've been working with I actually met him when I was in the army band and he is he is a multi instrumentalist that I met over there he can play drums he can play key, he can play everything. And he's just he's like a musical genius. I don't know what the, the guy is like. The the stuff that he produces for me well the, the, the productions that I pick of his are the stuff that's really tame. Like there, we got a lot of stuff that we haven't even released oh. that's like way, way like out. I mean Yeah, it's out. Right. It's out. It's it's like very musical. It's a lot of things going on. It's a lot of, uh, I mean, there's a lot of chord progression in it. It's a, it's bridges and everything in the music.
0: Big arrangement. And, um,
1: yeah, yeah. So, if you put that out, if we put that out there, I, I always talk about this. Like, If you put that out there in today's time, uh, and me not being a huge, huge artist yet, people ain't gonna feel it. They ain't gonna feel it. I already know. So, like we like try to just stick to stuff that's kinda watered down but it still has a little salt and pepper on it if you know what I mean.
0: Loud and clear. But yeah, man. he's
1: uh he's an awesome producer. His production quality is way up there. Uh, wow. yeah, his company is Clayhouse Productions.
2: Um wow.
1: he's out in California so you can look him up. Uh well, really he's great a West producer. Coast guy. His too. quality is good.
0: I said he's a West Coast guy like me, man. So have you have you ever been up here? To the, we're up in the Pacific Northwest, is where we do this Shady Pines uh, podcast. Have you ever been out here?
1: Actually, I've been to Seattle. I got a buddy up there. Oh yeah, uh, his he's got he's uh his his name is uh Lamont Atkinson. He's got a company called uh, S O Y Music, and we did a show up there in uh, what was that? It was ben, It was a club called Big Moores. All right. And it was it, uh, Olympia, Washington. Yeah, man. Olympia, which is like just south of Seattle. And man, it was a good show. It was a real good show. I got a lot of good fans up there now. So that's great, man. Um, got to see, got to see Mount Rainier and all of
0: Seattle. Houston oh man. Town. Beautiful. It's nice up there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I hope you get the chance to come out and visit soon and meet you face to face, bro. Um, I wanna talk about uh talk to me about the Shadow Riders, this car culture thing you got going on with you. So
1: Shadow Riders is what I call my fans, they're Shadow Riders. So Shadow Riders started out as a a car club in Japan when I was stationed in Japan with oh. the army band. And so um uh, um uh, you know, this was this was around the time of the movie uh uh Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. The drift baby, yeah. So that movie came <laughs> Yeah. So that movie came out when we were actually in Tokyo. We were live we were living we were actually in Yokohama. Wow. And so we're watching the movie like the movie came out and me and my buddies who were in, in the the car club at the time this was before I came up with the name of it we went to the movie theater as a group you know we mm-hmm. got and it it was it was so funny cuz we were laughing because we were looking at the movie and we were seeing some of the same locations that we go hang out at, <laughs> at, at on the weekends with our car
2: right, and right.
1: Uh, i had a i had a green Honda civic and we had guys with skylons and, and presents and stuff like that Oh, man. Americans and Japanese guys—we're all hanging out, and uh, we got to be so close that, of course, they—they found—they felt, found out about you know the musician. They knew everything about me, so it was like a real tight brotherhood, and they supported everything else I did.
0: Now, were you were and you so, a, uh, were you a um, car guy before you went in the army or before you went to Japan?
1: Yeah, like right before I left, right before I joined the army, I got into cars. Um my, uh, at the time, my mom was married to a, a, a guy who was also, he was ex military and he was teaching me how to like work on cars. And I ended up getting, uh, a, uh, a Toyota Celica Supra, a red one. Okay. And man, that car was
2: like,
1: I, I learned so much in that car. <laughs> and it it started to stick with me right there.
2: Right, right.
1: And so uh, uh, right alongside of music, it became to be like therapy to work on cars. So Ooh. if I couldn't get to a saxophone or a piano or go jam with a band or, you know, play video games, I was riding in my car or working on my car or going road trips or something and that really stuck and so naturally when i came up with the name shadow riders the guys up in japan where i was at i mean they helped me come up with the original t-shirt design we came up with everything right there in japan they just helped me wow and so, at at that point i was like this is gonna be my fan club and i got serious about it you know Mm-hmm. I, you know, we made the logo, we started coming out with websites, trying to do big. Yeah, events. there's
0: a, you got a lot um, of and, merch, and, a lot of t-shirts and stuff that look really good, man.
1: Yeah. So that's been going on for years. And uh, that name, the name Shadow Riders goes out, I think it has more of a, uh, it has more of a stamp on people's brains, more so than my own artist brand. Like people know about Shadow Riders before they know about me.
2: Wow. So <laughs> Well um,
1: You got and me. I really wanted it to I really wanted it to be something that people could, you know, be a part of and feel like they're a part of something. So we work really hard to make that happen. Make people feel that, make it
0: stand for something, you know. I do man, and I was gonna just uh sorry to interrupt you there. I was gonna say that uh, you've got one point one five k subs on your on your youtube channel, so you're clearly you're reaching out to, you're reaching somebody man uh the kids seem to really like it man um so, so on that note, you got the bitcoin billionaire dream concert you've got a dance contest around this thing and everything, so talk about this event you got coming up, and that's that's September third yeah
1: September third, yeah, so we're doing a live stream of. It. Because at the time of us deciding to do this show, everybody was still locked down here in Texas pretty much. You couldn't really go. You still can't really go to a uh, live venue. They start to open up small amounts, but mm-hmm. you can't have a, a large concert. You can't do that. So what we decided to do was do uh, like a live stream event where, you know, people buy tickets um uh, like a pay-per-view type of thing you know yep. um and uh, the bitcoin billionaire dreams is like what would it be like if you were a bitcoin billionaire like the song says right Man. and we spun the whole thing up and ran with it and um, before we decided to do the show I launched the the Bitcoin Billionaire Challenge, right? Where wow. uh, okay. have all the fans do do TikTok dances on on TikTok and Instagram? It doesn't have to be only TikTok as long as you use the hashtag Bitcoin Billionaire Challenge. I'll see it. It is the winner. We're gonna give them fifty dollars in Bitcoin for the best dance. Oh, so, I see. There you go, uh, kid. yes. Yeah, Yeah, it's just getting started, you know, people can still join, Um, and I'm constantly promoting it. I'm putting out, like, um, memes on the internet to get people, you know, laughing and get them feeling good and stuff about Bitcoin. Good job. Um, And, yeah, man, it's just a lot of fun because um, um, the whole Bitcoin, me promoting Bitcoin came about um, because it was a way for me to get paid as an artist directly. <laughs>
0: for sure. I mean... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And,
1: and so I, I like ran into some people where like, they were me in Bitcoin. But, and, I, and I paid attention to that. And I'm like, man, I got this money right away. I didn't have to wait for Spotify to cut me a check two months later. Right. I didn't have to wait for... The uh, the club person who's 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 cutting the checks at the event mm-hmm. to send me a check a month after we get done for the show, you know how that
0: goes. Listen, uh, right now you, know, you gotta all wait. Yeah, gotta get creative about how you manage yourselves and manage the business side of it, man. If you don't have merch to sell, you gotta figure that out. If you don't you, if you can't play live shows, you gotta figure that out, man. So good on you, bro. Nice job. Uh, way to figure that out. And um, yeah, so uh, is this, uh, um, is this just uh, is this you playing with a band at the live stream, or what's the deal with this?
1: Yeah, I'm playing with the live band right now. We're getting rehearsals in, uh, working on a a really nice live show. We're going to play a couple of songs that I released on the Prelude album. Uh, a few of those songs we got special live arrangement versions of the songs that. You guys are really gonna love. They rock man, out. Oh, man. They rock out. It's so much energy in, in the live version of some of these songs. And of course, we're gonna perform Bitcoin Billionaire. That's the, that's like the flagship song right now.
2: Bro, that's you the one to. that's
1: getting thousands <laughs> and thousands of streams, man. That was getting streams like crazy on Spotify right now. It's spiking. So, uh, you know, spiking on Spotify. Man, like, it, like, I told some people I was joking around. I was like, man, I want to see if I can get a billion streams on Bi- Bitcoin Billionaire. Like, that would be so awful. Awesome. Like, I get a billion streams on yeah. Bitcoin Billionaire, billion <laughs> streams, become billionaire. You know what I'm saying? That would be awful, awesome, man. Like,
0: dude, you're killing me,
1: dude. Billion streams.
0: <laughs> you already are a billionaire at heart, man. I I love it, dude. I love the whole concept, dude. You you you're killing it, man. And so that's the thing. I really want kids at home to go check out uh, the Shadow YouTube. Go check out uh, just just type that into your search, and you'll find this guy. And the easiest way to do that is to sign up for the Bitcoin Billionaire Dream Concert event. But you kids got to you got to check out dude's web presence. This is like a template for how you kids do it. If you guys aren't making money on Spotify, if you're not you're not getting booked, you're not getting picked up, you're not getting added to the playlist or whatever, this is why cuz you're not doing it like this guy. So, uh you've just even just figure out what the hell you're doing wrong. Go check this guy out. Um tell the kids online uh two last things before I let you go, my man. I really appreciate you your time tonight, but a couple little things before we go. One is um I always like to uh ask Everybody, tell everybody at home where, you, where they can find you on all, all the interwebs, all, all the websites and all the places they can search for you. And B, just shine a light on something else that isn't you, something else that you're digging right now, a record you're loving or somebody you think deserves a little extra shout out or just something you found or a book or something you found in quarantine that you're loving, something other than, than uh, you. Uh, and so if you do, those two things for me.
1: All right, cool. So you can find me on all the uh, social media platforms, Twitter at Shadow Music and that's spelled S-H-A-D-D-O-W-M-U-S-I-C. Instagram, same thing, Shadow Music, TikTok, Shadow Music, Facebook, Shadow Music. Um uh you can go to my website at ShadowMusic.com. Uh, also um if you want to text, if you want to text me direct you can text me at this number eight one seven uh five eight seven Three four three three, that's my number. That's the same one we're talking on. I I give my number my out. My man's got his phone number online, um, dude. Yeah, yeah, just like shoot me a text, you know. Um uh, I use the superphone uh app that Ryan Leslie uh developed. So that's that's my something that isn't me is let let me talk about superphone, right? That's not me. But
0: there you it's go, something man. That I nice use job. that
1: really helps me. Um uh, so Ryan Leslie is a entrepreneur super producer that I really look up to. I learned a lot of stuff. How I run my music business, I learned a lot of that from Ryan Leslie. So if you don't know who Ryan Leslie is, check him out. Um, you can also look up his app called Superphone, which is just like it sounds. S-U-P-E-R-phone, P-H-O-N-E. P-H-O-N-E. Um, it's on like uh Android and Apple phones, whatever, but yeah, it's it's really nice because you can you can run your whole music business from your from your phone number. So you can attach like uh like if you have a Shopify, you attach a Shopify store that has all your merch on it. Ah. Uh yeah you, you know your T shirts, your albums, all that connected inside of your Shopify and it connects to your super phones so you can just you can program your super phone when somebody calls you or texts you. Uh, you know, if they text you a certain word, it'll automatically shoot them a, a link to your merch or a link to your website. Or you know, that's cool, man. Something like that. But this, uh, yeah, it's really good. Uh, you know, for something to shine a light on something that's not me that'll help other musicians out there, other music artists out there. Moment. I really suggest that you check out Superphone because I use it works for me. Um, nice job, man. And it really helps you just, yeah, it just really helps you run your music business like a business, you know.
0: You heard it here first, man. Shit, I'm learning this stuff too. I had no idea, but I'm, you know, I'm gonna check that out. Friday in the Fort, Fort Hamilton, and the yeah, Superphone app. We're gonna shadows turn all the Pacific Northwest onto some of that, onto some of that Texas shit. I can't thank you enough. Dude, thank you so much for your time. I, this is uses a, a really informative interview. We covered a lot of ground. We touched a lot of bases. And I, I think we... Is there is there anything we missed uh, that you wanted to say before uh, that we we'll help promote for the, the thing?
1: Yeah, just participate in the Bitcoin Billionaire Challenge. Go out and make dance videos, man. Get on TikTok. There it Go is. Go to Spotify. You know, download Bitcoin Billionaire. Make you a video. Tag me. Nice. Um, on you know, use the hashtag Bitcoin Billionaire Challenge. Go get you a ticket to the show on my website. Yeah, and let's have some fun with this, guys.
0: Nice job, man. Shadow on Friday in the Fort, Shady Pines Radio. Uh, It was our pleasure to have you, man. Thanks again for your time, and we look forward to that event on Thursday, September 3rd. It was my pleasure having you, man. I I look forward to talking to you again. I I wish you all the best, all right? All right, thank you for having me. Have a great night, Shadow. Thanks again. All right, peace. All right, you guys. Here we go. This is a Bitcoin billionaire from Shadow on Friday in the Fort with Fort Hamilton.
3: Let's go. Bitcoin billionaire stacking money to the sky. Never scared cause it's decentralized. My money rise so high, I think I hit the, moon. hit the moon Next stop is the stars, arriving very soon Had to trade got Bugatti for a spaceship Now I'm cruising for astronomical profits Currency speed warp nine because it's digital Blue. Let's live it up, cause I'm a going coin billionaire. Stacking money to the sky. Never scared, cause it's